A wedding on a Thursday. So that's why we have to do a, an early podcast then. A wedding on a Thursday leads to something, something blurs day. <laughs> Is this a, an ancient proverb you're trying to recite there? Yeah, I realised it's quite hard to rhyme with Thursday. Uh, are you tuxing it or are you kilt? I'm full kilt, boys. Nice. Now, the, the, the question is, I, I don't want to probe to... Well, well, we'll see. Are you wearing... Uh, are you going as a true Scotsman? Yeah, I've, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure. Depends how hot it is. I'd prefer not <laughs> to because it's my own kilt and I don't want to, like, sweat my own kilt out with my, with my butt sweat. <laughs> I like okay. having a little layer in there to absorb the sweat, you know? Well, the thing is, you know, that usually, as much as that does make me laugh, in this heat, I can entirely sympathize. Yes. Like, so it's kind of. It will be running down your leg. Yeah, it's kind of choosing between having the layer in there or hopefully get enjoying a breeze to to alleviate the sweat i just don't i don't know what the best way to avoid the sweat situation is because i don't want to have to send my kilt to the dry cleaners that's a costly thing could you wear a jock strap i'm pretty sure it's the worst of both worlds uh, what's it? Not like uh, there must be something, some sort of contraption which helps with that problem. I will Google it. Ten a lady, maybe. <laughs> just like, just strap it on and just see how it goes. But no, okay. I, in the past I've been leaning more towards leaving the boxers on, but you know, choosing them well. Yeah, I think honestly, as much as I uh, yeah we, we would go with the whole kind of true Scotsman thing, I think in uh, you know, a wedding on a Thursday in July. Uh, you can probably get away with actually saying, you know what? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep I want the. My, I want my sweat layer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, just keep it all condensed in one place and, instead you of know, really spreading it. Wouldn't the truest, truest Scotsman wear what he what he pleases? <laughs> That's a very good point, James. Um, well, I'm off on holiday to Wales, and you're off to do that. So, uh, yeah, people will have to wait like nine days till nine the next days, episode. Yeah. How will they cope? I'm considering having a wee weekend trip to visit my folks. Since I'm already halfway there. Oh, that's true. But that, that, that's a difficult one to arrange so last minute. But, you know, it's on the, oh, it's on the table. Air. If anyone can make that happen, it's you. I am a powerful mage. Episode 137 of Seesaw Parade, welcome uh, one and all to uh, the uh, 30 minutes of banality or whatever the tagline is this week. 10 minutes, depends how long lunch is. <laughs> right, uh, okay, so I'm Colin and he is James. And I'm not currently wearing a kilt. Yeah, neither am I, um, but uh, just to just to get things off to a, a flying start, James, we have a, a guest with us on this episode, but it is not in the, the, the true sense of having an extra person in the room. A third person in the bedroom. There's no one in the bedroom with us, no. No, no, there is not. Uh, no. It was actually at, uh, at Trunsmut. Oh, Trunsmut. You went to Trunsmut. With uh, all the vowels missing, and uh, I just so happened to bump into, to, to bump into long-time bump, listener Ross bumped Cray. Into, bumped into Ross Cray. That's nice. Did you have a listen to this before I, I play it to the masses? You did email it to me. I, I received did. a suspicious-looking email with just no details. A whole I bunch of reasons. I, <laughs> It was after I sent it, I was like, that looks a wee bit like a spam email. It really did. I I, I, I had to scan it with my virus checkers. <laughs> yeah, sorry Trust about that. I opened it up on my, my less important PC, just in case. Okay, well, before we get into uh, oh, a bunch of movie news, uh, some World Cup dates, and much, much more, but before we do that, let's just have a 
let's let's listen to how <laughs> let's listen to a conversation let's between listen other people to when Colin met Ross. Seasol Parade coming to you live from Glasgow Green with live, long time listener. Live, it's, we're live at the time. That is a fair point. Right, this is Ross Cray, the voice of Ross Cray, surrounded by the sounds of Interpol. They couldn't book the CIA, that's what I say. Yes, Interpol taking time off from their international crime fighting efforts to play some music on the stage over there, which the listeners can't see. Can I please just say, I have never heard of Interpol as a band in my life. Well, they finished playing now. Uh, I've never heard of them in my life. Who are, who are they? Explain. Well, they've never heard of Seesaw Parade. Oh, that's so, very true. Um, I assume I've not asked them personally. <laughs> I, I can only assume. Right, okay, Ross. Uh, they are, they're a band that have existed for a while and play music. That's all you need to know. We're at Transmit. I should say, I don't think we actually mentioned we were at Transmit here. You said, uh, you said we were live at Transmit, oh, which we simply right. are not. Fine, okay, well, at Transmit, uh, I've bumped into, as I say, long time Seesaw listener Ross Cray. Every single episode apart from one. Really? I can't remember which one, but I've definitely, I'm sure I've missed one. Well, that's some real dedication, but I must ask. 135 episodes or something, I think. Well, the most recent one being 136, this one's 137, so keep up, keep up. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I've not listened to this one yet, because I'm on it, so. My question, stop. My question. And then another thing. Right, my question. Here at Transmit, um, we've seen the likes of Stereophonics. Yes. And uh, obviously we've got the Killers next. We've got Arctic Monkeys tonight, Liam Gallagher. Why does this festival feel 10 years out of date? Because all the bands were popular 10 years ago. But why But why is why is this festival not called the 10-year-old festival or something? Because uh, Jeff Ellis decided against that name in the brainstorming process. I don't know. Give me your thoughts on, give me your thoughts on Transmit. I've quite enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know if it's here because I'm here for free or it's because I get to use a VIP tent for you know, nothing, you know. Uh, but no, it's, it's, I've actually quite enjoyed it. I went to see Confidence Man today. They were very good. Did they have lots of confidence? Uh, they certainly had lots of confidence. Uh, I, I would urge you to check them out. They are very good. When you say they, you say it's Confidence Man. That's clearly a false advertising. There are four people. There are two. There's a. I think there's two men in the background. They had like hoods over their heads. So you've got the drummer and then the person fiddling with the, the knobs and stuff <laughs> on the decks. Get your mind out the gutter stone, come on. And then you've got the two front people. Um, there's a girl on Front vocals. people? Yes, front people. Uh, a girl and a guy on vocals. And they were doing various dance moves, which uh, I'm sure you would have loved to copy given your exploits on YouTube. Well, a few things to say about that. Confidence man should really be called confidence people or confidence group because that's clearly just not true. And also, what kind of musical act has people with hoods on and people who dance and fiddle knobs? That sounds completely inappropriate for a, a family festival. It's art, Colin, you wouldn't understand. Okay, and uh, going forward, you know, obviously Seesaw Parade, 137 episodes. What would you like to see us bring to the podcast? Uh, me, for a start. I think that would be quite good to have me on it more often. Um, nope, thanks, Interpol. Uh, thank you, Interpol. Oh, they're back on again. Shout out to Interpol. Good work you're doing, tackling those drug gangs, I'm sure. Um, what else could Seesaw Parade have? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, less of Colin Stone. I think that might be quite good. Uh, more of James. I think, I think he really brings the sort of energy to the podcast. He's think. like the custard to the to the apple pie. I thought you were going to say the custard to your cream there. But, uh, it's just biscuits on my mind. I'm getting peckish. Right, okay. I think that's, that probably does it for uh, for us here at, at Transmit. Live, but recorded. Thank you for having me on the show today. 
we'll have you back in actual long form episodic form in some format in future running episodic podcast in the world that's what we should do we should just keep podcasting until we are the longest running in history because all these other ones like S-Town and the Guardian film podcast they'll come to an end certainly yeah Seesaw will never end Seesaw will keep on going up and down and down and down Ross Cray thank you you're welcome and Colin met Ross the follow up the disappointing follow up to when Harry met Sally one Thursday <laughs> was it a Thursday was it a Friday okay. I think it was Sunday actually oh a Sunday can I, <gasps> can I just say first of all uh, that Transmit as I touched on there is a weird festival because there's nothing really present there's nobody who's like hip and now and <laughs> everyone's there do you know what I mean though like the Stereophonics were headlining on the Friday and their last big song probably came when I was in high school. So what you're saying is, it's a gig for bands that were famous. It's it's a gig for Jeff Ellis's record collection. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think Some, if Sometimes you're, it's nice to live in the past for a while. I just think if you're aiming a gig at that kind of target market of kind of Glasgow and yeah, whoo, great festival, but your bands are out of date. Like, where was Jess Glenn? Where was Anne Marie? They're probably all too expensive, but still, where maybe was too the expensive, stuff? Maybe expensive, maybe they don't like the sun. It's so you know, hot. It's a scary. it's a scary temperature to be gigging. That's very true. Okay, let's, uh, let's, um... You know, they even enjoyed that conversation, which I definitely remember having listened to it yesterday. Uh, can I just say, well, we will have Ross on for a full episode, but that was just a taster of what it's is to It's a taster. Come. If you don't like his voice, let us know. Okay. I'm... If you rate it higher than mine, that's not an achievement. Well, he did say that he preferred to have more of you on the show as opposed to me. Oh, I forgot that. Clearly clearly missed that bit. <laughs> I, I, I listened real carefully, I promise. I, I okay. care about what happens on this show very much. Right, let's dive in uh, very, very quickly. Let's start with the story of 12 boys and their football coach in Thailand who've been trapped... Which is not the title of a film. It's not, who've been trapped in a cave uh, in the country there for 10 days... Who've been found alive. Yeah, question one. How long until they do make a film out of this? Oh, here, they are writing the script already. Yeah, they've sold the rights. So the, gr- the group had basically gone for like a, a wee exploratory exploration of this cave. Yeah, a cave, a cave trip. It's a very common thing. Of course. And whilst they were there, it just uh, it was it's monsoon season or it's rainy season. And so the caves flooded and they were stuck. Yeah. And... Despite having not, uh, despite having not eaten for for yeah ten days, they they're all alive. And divers found them this morning, which is remarkable. the The latest news is that they may have to wait there now, until the rainy season is over, which is October. That's a lot of rainy season. Or learn to dive, but uh, apparently it's you're basically diving through muddy water in a cave system with lots of rocks. And I don't know how good 11-year-old children are at navigating that. It might take a while to learn under these circumstances. Just sum up this, your, your, your thoughts on this. Well, I'm, I'm happy they're all alive. I can't imagine personally going through this experience and doing very well. You know, just being stuck in a cave. Probably very hungry. Probably very scared. And I'm not, I'm not even 10. I'm way older than 10. <laughs> 14. I feel really bad for the football coach, because imagine how bad the band's are. Absolutely. And then he's never going to get a job again. No, I, well, I think maybe FIFA will give him a coaching badge, because, I mean, that's like a new level of coaching. He, ha- he has committed and dedicated at this time his whole life to these players. Um, I hope that they do learn to dive, because I'd rather not, they, like, they have to go through the experience of staying in a cave for another few months. 
And, you know, they've got very good divers out there. There's people flying in from all over the world to help with this situation. So maybe there's some people that could guide some young lads out of a cave system. It can't, like, surely if it's, if you've got a guide, if you've got a guide, it can't be impossible to get out, even if you're not very good at diving. I think it's different if you're, yeah, as you say, if you're not 10, to kind of envisage how this is going to play out because they've been there for 10 days and then to be told, actually, you might have to stay here for the next four months. Yeah, Sorry. for them, that's still a, a percentage of their life that they can that they can measure. And imagine, yeah, imagine the effect that would have on you just being stuck in a cave for four months. I think, yeah, so, so in, in my mind, I mean, I, obviously I'm not, I'm not in Thailand, shock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a quick revelation, I'm not there. Not there, not in Thailand, no. Um, but... It seems to me that that's, seem, that's probably the sensible solution is to just teach them how to dive. I mean, if, it, if they think they can. If not, you know, get that phone line in so they can talk to their families. Get them a light source so they can not be in the dark for that long. You know, bring them some comforts and things like that. Make it as easy as you can. Okay. And, you know, when they get back out into the real world, they're going to appreciate the internet so much. <laughs> they're going to be so bored until October. But when they get back out, they'll never be bored again. There's so many pages of Reddit to scroll through. Yeah. So what, would be, what would be the first thing you would do if you've been stuck in a cave for four months? Catch up on the podcast. Well, apart from that, because that's natural. That's what anybody would do. You know what? I would be so focused on that that I don't think I can think of a number two. Okay. All podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> 10 boys and their coach, when you're back out in October and you're listening to this episode, I'm glad you made it. Good stuff. Right, let's uh, leave the serious news behind and go to some lighter things. Right. <laughs> a Quiet Place, which was basically the kind of sleepy horror hit of this year. Uh, which starred John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. If you haven't seen it, it's very, very good. I think it has, I think we touched on this before, maybe three lines of dialogue it's got v- in the entire film. A very low dialogue count. The rest is like mumblecore or like whispercore. <laughs> whispercore. Uh, with, with, with subtitles. And expressive dancing. And it's, it's the weird kind of whispering where you can kind of hear what the person's saying, but you're like, can you just speak up just a little bit? I can't quite hear you. Yeah. And uh, lots of sign language, but... It was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Now they've now this is the news. They've greenlit a sequel, which we kind of were anticipating. Yeah. Um, James, first of all, before I go any further, have you seen this film? I still, I still haven't seen this film, Colin. Do you mind if I touch on a spoiler? You can touch on as many spoilers as you want, Colin. So John Krasinski is back. Oh, what a spoiler! No, 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 the spoiler is he's been killed in the original film. Yeah. So how can you make a sequel? Well, he's dead. He's gonna be the he's gonna be the bad guy. He's gonna be a puppet, <laughs> a puppet bad guy. The only way I can creaking and crawling around. The only way I can think of this is that his death was insinuated and not actually shown on camera. All right, so it's like a The Walking Dead. Every character that dies off screen isn't really dead situation. I guess so, but also the film did kind of show the family trying to move on together, like after John Krasinski died. I mean, that may well have been twenty-four hours later, but still, it could have been. It could have been an hour later, for all we know. And also, I know it. It's, it does kind of take away from the emotional heft of the first film when you're just bringing back dead people. But that's just what that's what all films do these days. If it's made enough money, which this one has made more than enough money, this one's made a lot. They're gonna bring out the sequel, uh, Cam Place. And, you know, they're going to have a good writer who thinks of a good way to bring John back. But surely the sequel's title is A Quieter Place, because the first Quiet Place wasn't quiet enough, because they got Well, it depends if the places are slowly getting more silent or more loud. Right, so, like, uh, a calm place is quite good. I'm trying to think of other ones. A peaceful area. A serene location. Oh, wow, you did it. After 
20 seconds. <laughs> what, what do you mean? There was no gap there. There was definitely no post-editing post done. There wasn't a gap that's been edited out. No, no. way. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Ant-Man and the a Wasp. Serene location. Shut up. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh... The zenest of towns. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, there was no gap there either. Nope, nope. Ant-Man and the Wasp is... Uh, reviews are coming in. It's not out in the UK until August because of La Football. Yeah. Uh, but it's already out. I mean, yeah, who would want to compete with the World exactly. Cup? Exactly. It's already out in the States. Uh, reviews, uh, if you would not like to hear, then skip forward 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> okay. Have been quite positive. Not amazing, but like, yeah, this is fine. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a like a, an aperitif after the enormity <laughs> like, of Infinity this War. This isn't as intense as Infinity War. Like, okay, I was expecting it to one up Infinity War. <laughs> Definitely, I thought it was gonna be bigger and better than Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, I was expecting most, if not all, of the cast to be dead at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Like they would bring back everyone that was in Infinity War, kill them all, and only Ant Man survives. It'll be a really bleak superhero film. <laughs> Imagine killing off like loads of your cast at the end of a superhero film. Okay. If only Ant-Man did it, it would have been a, a world first. Well, obviously we can't really comment on this until the film comes out in August, but it, it seems like Marvel have, insert, done it again comment here. As in they've made an Ant-Man film? As in they've made a film which is generally well received. Yeah, like it's a passable movie. You go in there wanting to watch a superhero do super things and then you, you, you see that. That's what I expect from almost every film these days is just to be a passable version of what you'd expect them to okay. be. Let's move on. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, yes, is getting a movie. Oh man, can't wait for that one. If there's a character that's easy and worth adapting, it is Sonic. If there's a character which, you know, people are crying out to see on the big screen, it's Sonic. You know what? I can't wait for Sonic and all his best friends, Tails, Knuckles, Amy. Amy? She's not peaches and peaches and cream. They're not characters in Sonic. Calling it that was a, that was a five out of five. You can't have Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. That sounds like the yeah, worst gang ever. And Rose and Doctor Eggman. Right. Okay. The news this week, by the right. way, James Marsden from Westworld is Sonic. I don't know if this, by the way, is live <laughs> action or if it's like James Marsden in a Sonic the Hedgehog costume. No, surely it's surely it's animated. And then you've got uh, the the main news we're going to discuss here is Jim Carrey or Jim Carrey. I, I can never know. I don't know how to say Jim Carrey. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Jim Carrey is uh, to play Doctor Robotnik. Now, if I don't know about you, but my uh, my early childhood was scarred by Doctor Robotnik because I thought he was terrifying. I. I was never terrified of Doctor. He's Robotnik, a scary no. man. He's got big nose and funny glasses. <laughs> Those are your primary fears. That's basically it. Anyone with the big nose and funny glasses. I'm like, oh. Remind me to always get good glasses. So I don't like Frankie Boyle. <laughs> but no, this is this is I think would be a solid bit of casting to go along with the fact that we are actually doing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, sure, let's cast Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik. That makes sense to I me. I feel like he has lost some of his like c- celebrity appeal. Yes, he has. Over the, yeah, he definitely isn't a reason to see a film anymore. No, but I'm, I'm sure he can bring something to the character. I don't really know what happened to him. Like he did, he did the number twenty three, which I think was a horror film, which I've never seen, but I think is meant to be quite good. And he was in... Yeah, I heard of good things about it. He was in Kick-Ass 2, and he was actually all right in that. But then he just sort of disappeared. Well, he he had a bit of a funny life thingy going on. 
like a, like a bad relationship uh, where he was the he was the bad in the relationship he lost a lot of public appro- approval i suppose oh in fact i do remember reading yeah, about this and actually. then he like he came out as an anti-vaxxer oh great yeah because the world needs more of them but i think that was just to appease his girlfriend but even then get out of here mate so i'm not a big fan of the guy He's made a couple of, like, really pretentious documentaries about himself as well. So, like, come on, mate. (laughs) You're really selling me on that. Yeah. But, you know, he'll bring really... He'll he'll bring out a great performance for for Dr. Robotnik. Probably (laughs) Oscar-worthy. He's going to do all his classic lines. Oh, oh, Sonic. You got those... You got those baby animals that I was going to blend. Got those gold coins or gold rings. You stole my gold rings. I'll get you next time. Okay. Blue Blue Hedgehog. Last trailer, or rather the only trailer for this week, the last bit of movie news, is The House with the Clock in Its Walls. What a weird title that is. I'm assuming it's a direct copy of the book title. Apparently it's a great, it's a, it's a classic book. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it, never read it, but it does seem like a book title over a movie title. That's so. very true. Okay, so just to give you a brief, uh, brief, uh, a brief premise. What's the beef premise, James? <laughs> a beef premise? That sounds like a really weird dish. It's like a starter with, like, dry mints. <laughs> What's the dish special? Ah, it's the beef premise. Okay. <laughs> the brief premise. Uh, uh, it's been directed by Eli Roth. Now, Eli Roth, if anybody, uh, anybody who's anybody knows, he is basically the king of splatter films. He's done Hostel, which was essentially torture porn. Yeah. And he's Green Inferno, which was a cannibal movie. Yeah. And now he's doing a family... He's doing a family film. A family fun movie. Like, the most family film he can, because he's cast Jack Black. You don't get more family than Jack Black. Okay, so there's Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Who are the two leads, which I... And, and little boy lead, and little girl side A great pair. Yeah, they looked great. I liked it. Right, yeah, I was going to say, before we actually discuss that, let's listen to the trailer. This house used to be owned by another warlock. He's very wicked. Very powerful. He left a hidden clock in the walls. We don't know what it does except something horrible. Three gongs. Last time it was four. What happens when it gets down to one? Nothing good, that's for certain. This is another actor who, the thing is, I love Jack Black, but he just plays himself. In a yep. l- not all movies, but not in a lot movies. of movies. Yeah, he was even doing his Jack Black scent. He was. Uh... I do like him a lot. I think he'll be great in this, but it's he's basically reprising the role he did for Goosebumps yeah. last year, which mm-hmm. was essentially the same thing. It's like I think this is Goosebumps the movie. You're, well, they already did Goosebumps the movie last year. Oh yeah, and Jack Black was in it, and basically it was like a haunted house filled with lots of weird things. And then this film is Jack Black in a haunted house with lots of weird yeah, but in things. That one he was he was an author, and in this one. He's a warlock. Yeah, that's the only difference, and also which is a different word entirely. He can throw fireballs <laughs> and do uh, card tricks and make sassy comments at Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and he is the comic relief in this film. Despite this, I think this looks like a lot of fun. To be honest, for a family film, it's looking all right. I'll be, I'll be. Yeah, the okay. trailer did grab me more than a lot of actual trailers or big films have. Okay, because uh, it looked, it looked fun. Can I ask a quick question, though? You see, at the end of that trailer, Jack Black's like, what if the dongs get down to one? Yeah. And they started at four? Uh-huh. Why didn't they start, like, at 12? That would add a lot more tension, surely. Well, potentially, they did start at 12. We- we've not seen the film yet, James. Maybe maybe you're right. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> like, what if they got down to zero? Silence, right? Okay. Which is a different film. 
Exactly, yeah, it's the serene location. We touched on that already. Let's move on uh, to what uh, you've watched this week. James, let's start with you. I have almost finished Luke Cage Season 2. Oh. I'm so close. I was ty- trying to time it for a, for a now standard Wednesday recording, but we've had to go forward today, yeah. so I haven't finished Luke Cage now. Sorry. But I'll tell you what. I still like it. Oh, good. It, Luke, it, Luke Cage Season 2, it starts pretty well because it just quick fires a whole bunch of character development. Okay. Which, you know, when the characters aren't aren't very strong, get it over with. So I'm in agreement. It's got a really good villain, bad guy. It's got a really good bad guy. I, again, love the soundtrack. It's killed it again, which was probably the best part of season one. Yeah. I'd say the editing is way too heavy-handed. It's not subtle at all. Um, there's a really there's a few episodes at the start of the end like start after the middle to before the end that are just bad some bad episodes right but it picks up again for the finale and unlike last time where I was just like oh come on I just want it to be done so I can just be finished I actually care about the finale I'm looking forward to seeing the finale Luke Cage I I don't think he's developed as a character but everyone else has well, I will uh, endeavour to get uh, to fire through the season as fast as I can in time for the next episode. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm going to try. We'll see how much you can watch. Right. Very briefly, for myself, I saw Tag, Ooh, which that's is... based on a true story. It's it's inspired, I think, by a true story as opposed to based yeah, on. Yeah, no, it. it's entirely exactly what happened. <laughs> I believe. Okay. It is. It's you know what? It's actually not bad. It's a bit of fun. There's a lot of jokes which just are just clearly just not funny they just don't work and you're kind of like you could have thought of a better closing line for this scene or you could have thought of a better way to wrap this up right Uh, it does feel a little bit disjointed it just seems kind of like scenes are like joined onto scenes that were joined onto scenes they just tried to think of funny things and then tag them all together tag them all together that being said the chemistry between all the the leads which is jeremy renner uh jake johnson from new girl and ed helms john ham and Hannibal Burris, John Hamm, who's awesome. John Hamm and John, of course, John Hamm. Sorry, James. And uh, you've got Annabelle Wallace, who is Killian Murphy's love interest in Peaky Blinders. She barely gets any screen time or development at all. But she's the, not a character in the film, really. No, she's not. She's a completely made up person. Anyway, the chemistry is great. Some of the jokes are very funny, and it's just like it's just a good time. It's not anything amazing, but it's all right. What I have enjoyed about this film is the press tour. Not because they've actively followed it, but because they've done, the guys have done, because she's not been in the press tour really, but the no. guys have done such a great job in their different TV spots and their internet fame spots that it has hit the front page of the websites I'm following. They're doing funny things in the press tour. So you can tell that they are, as a group, meshing and getting along well. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a tag too. Ugh. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, if you have not seen... Uh, on the iPlayer, reporting Trump's first year. Um, it's That's what it's called. It's a four-part series. Is it called reporting Trump's first year? It is, or yes. Is it, okay. Sorry, I was, I, was, I was expecting the like the, the second line to come to me, but it didn't. Um, reporting Trump's first year, the fourth estate. That's the one. Thank you, James. Uh, so it's on the iPlayer. If you've not seen it, I would 100% urge you to go and see it. It's genuinely brilliant. Yeah. They've got cameras inside New York Times... And it's literally just 
scandal after scandal, news story after news story, yeah. seeing how the journalists deal with it. And yeah. honestly, I think it's fantastic. I mean, the main reason I'm I like it is because they did they did ask if they could come film some behind the scenes from the podcast, since we are the primary source of a lot of Trump news. That's very true. Um, but we had to turn them down because of scheduling issues. So it just wasn't going to work out. I'm enjoying seeing everyone else's perspectives. On this. And also their fee was too low. So we had to turn them down. <laughs> Come on, Fiverr, please. Okay. Uh, let's wrap up very, very quickly. World Cup dates. Uh, James, I'm sorry to say, but Argentina. Uh, Argentina. I said that in a funny voice. Argentina. Are out. They are. We didn't predict the final after all. <laughs> we didn't. So that means uh, of our four picks, we only have Colombia left. Yes. And they could probably go out tonight against England. I'm the England. smartest boy is what we've learned here. I'm the smartest. <laughs> okay. Uh, Spain out Spain. to Russia. Yeah, that was a surprise. After Putin made sure the referee didn't use VAR. Um, <laughs> there was some suspicious timing going on a lot <laughs> during that game. <laughs> They're watching like the, the, the bribe counter go up in the corner. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the Russians won on penalties, which uh, I think is a massive shock. Uh, well, then winning on penalties are. isn't... If you get to penalties, anyone can no, win. Russia going Just through the fact that shock. Spain allowed the game to get to penalties is an embarrassment for Spain. Yeah, Spain were bad. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would say over this tournament is that I think England have a very good chance of making the semis if they beat Colombia. An increasingly good chance of, of getting far in the tournament as, as far as things Which are by going. the time people listen to this, they will have already played. So this is kind of null and void. But I predict All right, England uh, will have no. won 3-0. Goodness. I can't believe that Colombia won 4-1. <laughs> 4-2 it was actually. Sorry, I forgot about that last minute. You forgot about that goal. The yeah, consolation yeah. goal at the end there. Yeah. Okay, um, but you know, I think the real winners of this World Cup have been Japan, who have once again won the hearts of the nation. Well, they've been great. Not I've only, really liked them. Actually. Not only have they have the supporters been cleaning up the stadium and being nice people in general, they had maybe the most sportsmanly game between them and Belgium, even though they lost, and it was a horrible and depressing loss because they were too ahead you know they didn't park the bus yeah they didn't they didn't play a boring game they didn't go for dives they didn't go for cheap tricks neither did belgium to be fair i like both those teams very much not only did they do all that but the players cleaned up their own locker and they left a thank you note for russia it was a very generous of japan to give that two goal lead away that's why i'd say it was they they deserve I, i'd say they deserved it to to win because okay. one of the Belgium goals at, at least was a bit of a fluke. It was not. That was a that was an intentional header by Vertonghen. Japan, you have you've won you've won the World Cup Hearts game. The one you've won their souls. Okay. Japan, you you're okay, really. Great. Okay, before we wrap up, don't forget you can get in touch with Seesaw Parade on Twitter, on Facebook, on Snapchat at Seesaw Parade. I promise I will get to that Snapchat this week at some point uh, and send my he'll face send to everybody. You, he'll send you selfies from Wales. Exactly. Right. Okay, let's wrap up. The last but not least, uh, some back to some hard news. Uh, the latest on Brexit. Apparently, oh, uh, the kind of inner chamber of the Tory uh, governments are coming up with a third option mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for how to deal with customs union and Brexit. And Lord Haig has warned MPs, don't push me too far. Which to me... Don't you dare do that. Makes her sound like the Hulk. You won't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, if you push me too far, she'll turn a shade of green. He doesn't say what happens. He's like, oh, don't push me too far. Or else... Nothing, nothing happens. Maybe you get fired. But come on. She's got no one left to replace anyone with. We've got got shows of force from, from all the different Tory... Yeah, 
faces. All the big guys that we know, we got whatchamacallit's ugly face ripping up a piece of paper. Michael Gove? Like a strong man does. Yeah, Mr. Gove, the guy who's wrecking the, the country. Oh, I don't like what May's done. I'm gonna tear this paper up. Ooh, you're a strong man. We got Boris floating about, still spouting nonsense here and there. And, you know, we're pretending that we've still got power. Oh, the EU, you better be our friends, otherwise... Otherwise, things will go bad for, for you. It's very tiring, Colin. I'm tired. The thing is, it's going to go on for a long time to come. The NHS apparently are preparing for a no-deal Brexit. We've got the NHS uh, preparing for no-deal. We've got businesses all saying where they're planning to leave for next year. Um, and we've got all the politicians pretending it's all good and fine. Well, at least the podcast will go on regardless of Brexit. That's one way to look at it. We might we might have to shift like our host, our host country, though. Okay. I don't know. Once we get to the police state that will be the UK doing its own thing, we might they might not like being told that they're wrong. We might have to leave. Right. Okay, James. Enough. Uh, I have to. I have to go. I've got things to do. People to see. You do have news to write. Literally work to report. Voxes to do. Yeah. Ugh. I've got work too. Okay. I'm a real human. I will. S- enjoy your time off. Enjoy your wedding. Enjoy your but sweat. It's not my wedding. But I appreciate it. Enjoy the wedding. My my mum wishes it was my wedding. Every wedding oh, is my mum wishes bet. it was my wedding. I bet. Why aren't you marrying both of those people? So was that a question to me or was that a question to no, you? No, that was me being my mum. Let me put on my mum accent there. Why aren't you marrying both of those people? Was that better? <laughs> Perfect. Spot on. Okay. Enjoy the wedding. I will see you very soon. Cheers, mate. I'll report back on the boxer situation next yeah, week. Please do. Looking forward to hearing what you went with. Yeah. Okay. Right. Take care. Bye. Right. Bye-bye-bye. Goodbye, listeners.